Welcome to the L&D Career Club podcast, where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the L&D career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an L&D career, business, and executive coach, and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless, energizing, and engaging L&D career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. If you're here to find your first L&D role, move up the L&D ladder, or land that high-level L&D role you've been dreaming of, welcome to the club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the L&D Career Club podcast. I am so happy you're here. And if you listened to last week's episode with David James, in the beginning, I let you all know that I was pre-recording quite a few episodes because actually the week this comes out, I'm getting married. So very excited about that. So um, a couple of these are pre-recorded. And I really wanted to spend the next couple of weeks kind of leading into the Nail Your Niche Live workshop series that's happening. I, I mentioned that in the last uh, episode, but I, I want to, I really want to spend some time kind of demystifying the idea of an L&D niche. I think it can feel kind of overwhelming. Um, and a lot of people, and I'll talk about this in some upcoming episodes too, but a lot of people confuse finding your L&D niche with finding, you know, and selecting a specific job title. And that couldn't be, couldn't be further from the truth. So today I want to give you all what I think will be a quick episode, but sometimes I say that and then they're like an hour long. So, but I think it'll be a pretty quick episode on how, first of all, I'll, I'll go quickly into what an L&D niche is. Y'all know I have like so many podcast episodes on that, so I can refer to some of those, but I'll talk a little bit about what an L&D niche is. And then what I want to spend the bulk of our time talking about today is how we can actually use that L&D niche. So in kind of going back to my past episodes, I'm like, oh, wow, I spend a lot of time talking about like what an L&D niche is, why it's important, but like how do we actually utilize it? So that's what I want to spend the bulk of today's episode on. Um, okay, so let's just, let's dive into it. Let's get started. I know I usually have a long intro, but I'm like, let's let's just do it. All right, so what is an L&D niche? Y'all have heard me talk about this before. I have multiple episodes on this specific topic, but high level, your L&D niche really is the intersection between your skills, your interests, and your values. So when we look at that, we look at what are the skills, the transferable skills that you have aligned with the interests that you actually want to utilize in your next role and the values that you want to share with your next department, manager, team, company, etc. right? So when we put all of those together, we essentially have what's called your L&D niche. And the output of that tells us what it is you want to do, how you want to do it, and for who you want to do it for. So it's really looking at, uh, we do a lot of this inside of the, the L&D, uh, Nail Your L&D Niche Live which is program, which is happening in a couple weeks. But really what we look at here is rather than you selecting a box of different roles, right? Like I want to be a learning manager or I want to be an instructional designer or I want to be in a learning experience designer or I want to be a facilitator, right? Like I want to be an L&D specialist. I hear that one all the time. Right? Rather than choosing a specific role, we are looking at how do we create, and, and, then, and that puts you in a box, right? An instructional designer box, learning experience designer box, an L&D program manager box. Rather than putting you into all of those boxes, 
How do we now take a look and say, hey, here's the box of me. I'm going to create my own box. These are the skills that I have that I want to utilize, the interests I have that I want to explore, the values I have that I want to share and amplify. What roles start to fit in to my box? And when you do that, like mind blown, like your whole brain explodes in amazingness because at this because so many more opportunities become available to you and at the same time, it allows you to streamline. So it's really cool. So rather than like throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping that something sticks, applying to hundreds and hundreds of roles, getting one or two interviews, you get to become very, very selective over the type of roles that you apply to and applying to ones that fit inside of your box and fit inside of your niche. I mentioned this in last week's episode, but I have a client right now who just last week or two weeks ago now in the airing of this sent out 10 aligned applications and that's it, right? 10. This person probably before like would have sent out a hundred or anyone in their same position, right? Like just going down the list and applying, applying, applying. So she got really intentional, found 10 that align with her niche and instantly heard back from two big names, like two really big tech, financial tech companies actually to interview. And that happened quickly. And again, when you are aligned with your niche, you're saving so much time. So I want to talk about that too from an application perspective. Like, so kind of moving into the how here, like how do we utilize this L&D niche? Well, we start to think about, okay, what are the roles that are fitting within my niche? And I talk about utilizing a keyword search to do this. So rather than looking for jobs based on job title, right? You're putting yourself in that box, searching for jobs based on your niche and on your skills that you want to utilize in your next role. So if you know, hey, top five skills for me in my next role are program management, instructional design, facilitation, coaching, and collaboration, those are the skills that you should be looking at and seeing, okay, what's popping up inside of my L&D niche. Now I will say LinkedIn's the best place to do this. And um, it'll take some time for the algorithm to catch up to what you're doing. So uh, you, you should see some instant results, but also over the course of a week, two weeks of doing this, you'll see a huge shift in the roles that are popping up for you when you start to look at niche aligned roles versus position aligned roles. So that's the first thing of like, how do we utilize it? Well, we were able to dissect that how, right? The skills, the skills and the interests part. And we're able to start to find roles that fit with inside of our niche. And it becomes so much more intentional. And moving, moving from that, kind of expanding on it actually, is when you're able to define your L&D niche and you're really clear, again, all those skills, all the interests, all the values, well, now you can create a resume that's niche aligned. This part is, I think, a fan favorite of all of my clients, but also really scary. Uh, I did a masterclass. Uh, I did a pop-up masterclass. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast because it happened so quickly. Um, I did a pop-up masterclass. I guess when this comes out, it'll be two weeks ago, three weeks ago, math, probably three weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we talked about courageous acts and it was so interesting. um, This masterclass is all about moving through rejection and I'm going to do a a whole podcast episode dedicated to it as well um, for those of you that missed the masterclass. But uh, what we talked about was acts of courage. And it was so amazing to see how many people said that redoing their resume niche aligned versus recreating the wheel every single time, uh, how that was their act of courage. And it, it actually brought tears to my eyes, kind of bringing them to my eyes right now, because it is so courageous. It's so courageous to say, hey, I 
am going to create this resume, this marketing document that's really aligned to me. And rather than aligning it with every single job position out there, I'm aligning it to me. Like that is so courageous to do that. But on top of being courageous, it's smart. It it works. And so I think it's really important for y'all to think about as you're once you identify your L&D niche, it essentially serves as this North Star for you. So now it's a North Star for the roles that you apply to. It's a North Star for your resume, right? We start to create this niche aligned resume where in your in your uh, like profile statement, right? You're speaking to your niche, you're speaking to your why, your what, your how, your who, right? That those are all coming across so people really understand who you are in a nutshell. It aligns when you're creating this resume that is aligned with all the skills that you actually want to use. And I did a post about this. It'll about now be last week, but I did a post just talking about your, you know, your resume is not a collection of everything you've ever done in the past. So anyone who thinks that we have to move past that mindset that, you know, it's not a, not this like rusty old collection of recipes that we're saving, you know, like it, it, it's a curation of what it is you want to do in the future, right? But through the lens of what you've done in the past. So just remember that, you know, it's okay to say goodbye to some things and that just because you've been good at something in the past doesn't mean it has to come with you and that's okay. And so I think it's a huge turning point for you to think about when I create my L&D niche, is my resume aligned to this? And so it serves as that gut check. It serves as that North Star for you to be able to come back to your, go back and forth to your resume and say, okay, here's my resume. Here's what I'm creating. Here's, here's the story I want to tell about what it is I want to do next. Here are the examples of of that from what I've done in the past. And here's how it aligns with my niche. So it's really, really, like I said, serves as that North star for you to make sure that you're, you're staying the course and you're staying on track. And if you notice that, Hey, my resume is kind of getting a little wild here or like, wow, I really want to do that, but it's not, it doesn't quite fit within my niche. That gives you an opportunity to go back to your niche and reassess. I always say about your niche, it's living and breathing, right? It's, it's ever evolving as you grow as a human, which we're doing every single day, as you gain more information, as you gain more insights, as you gain more data points, your niche will, will adjust. And that's totally fine. It should, it should adjust with you. So understanding your, your L&D niche allows you not only to apply for the right roles, but then create that marketing document, right? Create that resume that will allow you to, to get more hits on it in all honesty. And it will allow you to showcase who you really are authentically and authentic, authenticity wins every single time. And along the same lines of your resume is your cover letter. And it's so interesting because I just uh, rolled out a brand new module inside of my L&D resume reprogram course called Cover Letter Magic. And for a really long time, it was so interesting because and this is me growing and evolving too, because I have this really unique perspective on resumes, having been a hiring manager, having working daily with L&D hiring managers. Um, and I have a really unique, you know, take on what creates a really exceptional resume. And it's all about that alignment, right? But as I was teaching cover letters, I think because subconsciously and probably consciously, I hate cover letters, I was still utilizing more of an old school approach of like tailoring each one to, to um, tailoring each one to every, uh, every job. And that just felt so ugh, like cringy to me. And like, I just, I just, it didn't align. I was like, I have this beautiful, I have this beautiful format for creating this magically aligned resume. Yet the cover letter was still very like 
chop, chop, chop. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can think about it. And so with this new module, it's just so freeing. And again, same thing. I, I really dug deep to figure out, um, and it worked with my executive coaching clients, uh, you know, on, on what they, what they want to see and what they want to hear. And so many of them say like, I don't want, I don't want my job description regurgitated to me. Like I'm watching my own words be written back to me. And it's like, okay, cool, bro. But like, what, what are you, like, what is it you actually bring to the table? Do you think about it? Every single person out there is tailoring their resume and their cover letter to a job description. Every single resume and cover letter are going to look pretty much exactly the same or sound the same. So how do we start to add that authenticity in there? And so that's where your niche comes in. And really, when it comes to your cover letter, you're able to tell that story, right? I, I like to say, I like to say, like your your cover letter is really the the trailer to your resume. And so, if your resume is aligned with your niche, your cover letter is going to be aligned with your niche as well. And it really just makes sure to tell that story, right? Who you are, what you do, set that set that kind of um, I call it like that three story arc, right? So you're really introducing your character there, like who who are you in that first paragraph, letting people know, and then moving into you know the challenges that you faced and what you've overcome and how that will align with what it is they're looking for. And again, all of these are challenges that not only you face, but that you would want to continue to face, that you're known for, that you want to be known for, right? And then kind of moving into that climax of like, what are the, what are those top, top, items from your resume that like cannot be missed, right? So if someone happens to just like skim through your resume, what is it that you want to make sure on your cover letter stands out? Again, all being niche aligned, but without having that L&D niche, without really understanding what it is you want to do, how you want to do it and for who you want to do it for and getting clear on the skills, the interests, the values that you bring to the table and want to want to explore in your next role, it becomes really, really hard because then what you're doing is you're kind of creating these cover letters and these resumes for every single role. And like I mentioned before, you're actually blending in instead of standing out. So utilizing your niche in your cover letter is really important to tell that story of kind of like how your niche came to be and breaking it out and allowing someone to walk through that journey with you. So resume, cover letter, right? All those types of like marketing documents are going to be really, really important to have your niche handy. I always say, keep it on a post-it note. Like for me, I keep my why on a post-it note, like taped down very, very hard uh, to my laptop to always remind me. And I think same thing with your niche, like reminding you, what is my North star? What is it that I'm shooting for here? Um, so yeah, resume, cover letter, two most important things to make sure there's a line with your L&D niche. The other part from a marketing perspective is your LinkedIn profile, right? Making sure that your LinkedIn profile is optimized and you can use your L&D niche to really work through your headline, to expand on in your about section. Again, going back to your resume and your experience section on your, uh, on your LinkedIn profile, right? So it allows you to create this personal brand essentially around your L&D niche. So again, if you're just pigeonholing yourself as an instructional designer or an L&D program manager or a VP of L&D, right? If you're just pigeonholing yourself into one specific position, it's going to be really hard to create a personal brand because you're basing, you're making, you're creating your personal brand on a job title and versus creating your personal brand on who it is you are, what you want to do, how you want to do it, for who you want to do it for, right? So it becomes so much less authentic when you're like, I'm a VP of L&D or I'm a TD specialist, right? It's like, okay, cool, but like that's just a job title. Who are you actually? What is it you do? What do you bring to the table, right? So utilizing your L&D niche allows you to really expand on your personal brand and expand on your LinkedIn profile. And it allows you to, if you want to create 
create content, if you want to write on, make posts on LinkedIn, which you do not have to do if you want to get a role, if you want to land a job. I see people out there saying like, you have to create a personal brand and post on LinkedIn three times a week to get a job. False. Absolutely false. Um, but if you want to, it does not hurt to do that. If you want to do that, it's important again to have a personal brand. And so when we think about your L&D niche, well, if you're creating content, you're like, okay, if I, how can you create content of like what it is to be a VP of L&D versus, you know, here's what I do and how I do it and for who I do it for. It allows you to have so many more content ideas. When you look at, okay, here's this long list of skills that I want to utilize in my next role. How do I talk about each one of these? Here's what I've done in the past, right? How I've done it, you know, the interests that I have. Here's a long list. Great. Let me tie that to a story I've, you know, I've, I've experienced, right? So it allows you to create now content from a place of, authenticity versus writing what you think everyone else wants to hear. And again, all of this comes down to that authenticity piece. And when we're able to use our niche to become authentic and to be authentic, right? You don't really become it, you be it, right? It, it attracts so many more people to you. So I think when you're thinking about this, like how do I utilize this to land my dream job? It just gives you the fuel and the tools to be your most authentic self. And we know that authenticity is what draws people. The prove it, choose me, uh, like I, I need to like show you my worth, right? That energy pushes people away. We all know that, right? We've all been in, in situations where we know someone's like just trying to prove themselves and it's like, oh, ooh, right? It's just like, you feel it. Like I'm kind of feeling it now, right? Like, oh, like I, I, I've, I've seen that before. I've been that before too, right? And so we know it detracts, right? It's a, it's a vibe that pushes people away and gives people kind of that ick versus like when someone's in their authenticity, it doesn't necessarily mean you're confident, right? Like those are two different things, although they're closely aligned. But when someone's authentic, you're like, oh, wow, like that draws people to you. So I want you to remember like the whole goal of utilizing your L&D niche, whether it's for your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn, it's just to boost your authenticity. It's just to help you be your most authentic, genuine, unique self, because that's what's going to attract people to you. All right. So with your resume, with your cover letter, with your LinkedIn, um, your network. So kind of building upon the LinkedIn side of things a little bit here, right? Or even outside of LinkedIn, but building your network. So it, what, what's interesting is I, I I ran this program a couple months ago and I'm going to be running, running it again probably I think in September. Um, but I ran a Build Your L&D Network group coaching program. It was over the co course of a, of a month of four weeks. And it was so interesting because people coming in had really collected a lot of, uh, I said, like collecting connections like their Beanie Babies in the 2000s, right? Where it's just like you've just added all these people, connected all these people, yet your, your network isn't really leverageable. And I noticed this in, in two cases. One, I noticed it with a lot of people who are transitioning into L&D, specifically educators who are filling their networks with other educators. So all you're doing is you're kind of in this echo chamber of L&D career transitioners. And then I see it also, well, I'll see it three ways. I see it also um, people who are already in L&D who are only connecting people in their same position. So if I'm an instructional designer, my network's mostly instructional designers. If I'm a VP of L&D, my network's mostly VPs of L&D. And the third thing I'm seeing is kind of that social Saturday trend, which everyone knows, maybe you listen to my podcast before, that I do not like because it 
definitely promotes quantity over quality. And so you have all these random ass connections of like people who like are not even in your same boat whatsoever or even remotely connected to it. And you're like, what? Like, why am I seeing all of this random shit on my LinkedIn feed? Like, who is this person? And so when we start to look at how we construct your network based on your L&D niche, it becomes really, really cool because now what we get to do, and I have a whole podcast, you know, episodes multiple on the rule of thirds and networking and all of these things, but it allows you now to look at, okay, here's my box. Who else has a similar box to me? Right? So it's not just about like, who else has this job title? Like, but it's like, who else has a similar box to me? How do I connect with those people? Right? So I, I'm learning from my peers. Now, who has a box that's like my next box, right? What's my next, you know, box I'm creating for, for myself here, right? And what does that look like? Or, wow, here's this interest or the skill that I have. Here's what it looks like elevated, you know, two, three roles from now. Who's already doing that? Who can I learn from? And who can I connect with, right? And then, you know, who's inspiring me inside of my niche? So it allows you to, again, have a more authentic, more holistic, more, more well-rounded network that I, I talk about the three L's a lot, that you can leverage that you can learn from and that you can lean on. But again, when we don't know our niche, we can either really make our network way too way too small. And I don't mean from a numbers perspective, but I mean from like an expansion perspective from ourselves. Like we make our network way too small where we're like, we can't really nap. Like there's not really much we can gain from it or learn from it or leverage or lean on. Or we... Or we like just focus way too, we, we cast way too wide of a net and same thing, right? We can't, we can't, we don't, we can't leverage it. And so it's just really, really important to make sure when we look at our L&D niche, it provides us with that framework to say, hey, like who's in a similar niche to me? Like who, who shares these skills, these interests, these values and at different levels? And how can I now build a really intentional network that grows with me? So what I notice a lot too, especially when people are, in, are networking during the career transition period, no matter whether you're in L&D already and you want that next role or you're, you're getting into L&D for the first time, what I notice happen is that People's networks don't grow with them, that their networks are so, what's what I'm trying to say here, are just so in the moment, right? So it's like, okay, I have all of my fellow career transitioners, or I have all my fellow instructional designers, or like, and it's, it doesn't expand as they expand, and or as expand as you expand. And so it's important to keep in mind that like, part of building a really fantastic network around your niche is as your niche grows and evolves, your network grows and evolves with you. And so again, like I mentioned earlier, your niche ever evolves, right? You you grow as a human, so your niche is going to grow with you. So as that happens, you can always go back and you can 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 look inside of your niche and say, "Okay, let me let me reevaluate my network. Let me let my network grow with me or let me I can grow into my network, right? So it's so cool because when you create a niche aligned network, as you grow, more there's people who are going to be behind you, right? Who are following your niche. I'm like making lots of hand gestures right now that you all can't see. I might start recording these too and like create like a YouTube channel. If so you think that's a good idea, let me know. Um, because I make so many, so there are so many like hand movements that are going on right now that I feel like would really help help elevate this. But I digress. 
So you have people who are kind of following in your footsteps, right? Who are like, wow, okay, this is a niche that's really in alignment with me and I'm seeing what they're doing. And then you're also learning right in, in real time from your 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 community and also you're growing into those next roles, right? So it's really beautiful to, to create a niche aligned community and network because it grows as you grow versus just focusing on what do I need in this moment? Who do I connect with in this moment? Um, I also see it too, people getting like so caught up and just following like a shit ton of recruiters. Again, that's not going to grow with you. So get really, really intentional about what your L&D niche is and build that, build that network around it. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about in terms of how we can use our L&D niche to really facilitate a beautiful career transition no matter where you are is in your interview prep. So this is one of my favorite parts because what I when when I first started coaching, I noticed people I still notice this by the way, uh, completely over preparing for interviews, like going buck wild, over preparing and really again focusing so much on that specific job description and i used to coach on this like i used to coach this way too so like i i i'm involved i've evolved um, and involving but kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier when it came to creating a resume and a cover letter right when in the kind of the old school way of doing it the non niche aligned way for every resume for every cover letter right you're you're creating it and tailoring it to that specific job well same thing when it comes to interviewing when you're not niche aligned right that you're you're having to prep for every single interview differently and you're going through every job description and every line item and having to prep it prep differently and come up with an example for that one and use I don't really love the star method but I know people like to use it but like you know preparing that and it's so overwhelming and it's like how do I remember all of this and then once you get to the interview you've over prepared so much that god forbid you get asked a question that you didn't prepare for you completely freeze so raise your hand if that happened to you I trust me I've been there before myself right and so when we think about interview prep using our niche, we're able to get really, really clear on what are the stories that we want to tell and how does it align with our niche. And again, if we're applying only to roles aligned in our niche, we don't have to prepare over prepare for every single interview. It doesn't mean that you're not going to, you know, understand more about the company and the values and see the alignment there and, you know, learn a little bit more about who you're going to be interviewing with if that's available to you, right? So there's things like that that you'll you're going to prepare for for each interview. But overall, the stories that you tell, those are stories that you have in your back pocket for every single interview. But again, it has to be aligned with what it is you want to do next. And so what I encourage my clients to do is to think about inside of their L&D niche, inside of their work history they have already, you know, what are what are the what are the things they want to do next, right? That's the first part of your niche. What is it, you know, what is it you want to do next? And then also aligning that with what are examples of how you've done that before? And then starting to tie in all the skills that are aligned with those examples. So that way, when you get asked a question of, you know, tell me about a time where you've collaborated, tell me about a time where you've, you know, had to coach someone and it was difficult, you already have those stories. And those are the same stories you'll tell at every interview that you go on. Uh, and maybe you tell the story a little bit differently or you hone in on specifics, you know, for one interview versus another, but the actual stories themselves don't change. 
But again, if we don't know what our L&D niche is and we don't have a resume then that's aligned with our L&D niche and we're not applying to roles that are in our L&D niche and we're just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, then when you interview, it's going to feel like throwing spaghetti at the wall and it's going to feel very overwhelming. So what I'm hoping you see, and like hope, hopefully it would be like, I I'm actually want to sit and do the math at one point because you have to imagine now, look at, look at all the time that is spent when you don't have your L&D niche, right? So you're applying to any and every role that just says like learning and development in it. That has, that's its own series of problems, which I will talk about another day, but you're applying to every and every role. So let's say that's hundreds of roles, right? 30 minutes an application, maybe an hour per application, depending on how, you know, how complicated it is. That's not your fault, right? That's that's, that's the company's fault. But, you know, we, we're talking, I mean, I'm going to pull the math right now. Let's just say we apply, you know, to 100 jobs in a month. Let's say it takes an average of 45 minutes. Okay, let's see. That's, that math does not math. No, y'all, the math does math. I had to pause this and I went and double checked with my fiance. I was like, does this make math make sense? Um, that's 75 hours, 75 hours. And that's saying 45 minutes. I know to completely re to redo your resume, redo a cover letter and apply for a role. We're probably looking at at least an hour, an hour, an hour and a half. I know that. I know that to be true, but I'm going to, I was going to go low end 45 minutes. Now, Imagine that rather than applying to 100 roles, seeing very little results, redoing your resume every single time, your cover letter, going through the application process, imagine just having to go through the application process. And let's say that you applied to 20 roles in a month because that's what's actually aligned with your niche. Let's say it takes you 20 minutes. So say, whoops, let's see here. We will math together. So 20 applications times 20 minutes, let's see, divided by 60. That's like a little less than seven hours. We're going to go from 75 hours to seven hours. Like what, what will you do with all that time back just from finding your L&D niche? Like what? Like, come on, right? It's insane. The amount of time that you get back. And again, you continue to get time back. You're getting time back when you're interview prepping. You're getting time back when you're you know, building your network, when you're you know, doing your LinkedIn, like creating a network, right? All these things are giving you time back in this process. So I really hope you sit with that and you understand that like, this isn't just about like, oh, let's make a pretty resume or oh, like this is about changing the entire way you look at getting your next role. And it's that 75 hours that kills people, right? And we get stuck in that kind of vicious application cycle where because we're applying to roles that aren't aligned, we're getting a lot of rejections. So we apply to more roles that aren't aligned and we get more rejections and we apply to more roles and we just get stuck there. But the finding your L&D niche is the antidote to that. It allows you to say, hey, this is what I want to do. Here's what I'm, you know, here's the, the documents I'm creating that align with that. Here's the roles I'm applying to that align with that. Here's the interviews I'm going on that align with that. And here we go. And it really, truly does save you so much time, so much energy. I'm not saying the process is easy because finding a new job is never super easy, um, but there can be a sense of ease to it. So if you are like, oh my gosh, I want to save that much time, <laughs> please come and join us inside of the Nail Your Niche live workshop series. It is one of my favorites, if not my favorite, to host. Um, we, you'll have daily coaching from me, five asynchronous modules that walk you through the five steps. 
Those will be dripped to you all to make sure that we're kind of all following along at the same time. So you'll get the modules. You'll get daily access to me. So you get to ask your questions as they come up in real time. We have a, a we use an app called Voxer, which is where we can text and chat. So we have this long text chat chain uh, that goes along inside of that program where as you know, you're watching a video, you can pause it and you can ask me a question um, and I will be there to respond. So daily coaching for me. We have two live Q&A calls. We'll all come together, deep dive on some of the questions questions that you have that are coming up. Uh, and you'll walk away knowing exactly what your niche is. That way, all these things that I talked about today, you can apply. So if you want to join that, it is on pre-sale right now. It'll be on pre-sale through May 1st. Uh, so the cost is $555 for that program. Uh, like I said, daily access to me, all the modules, our live Q&As. Uh, there is a payment plan available as well, per usual. I want to make sure it's as accessible as possible. Um, price will be going up to $667 on May 1st. So if you are interested in getting that pre-sale price, head on over to theovernighttrainer.com slash events. All the information is there. And yeah, can't wait to see you inside that program. And if you are like, this program sounds amazing. I want it all in on all the programs. Uh, you can join the LND Career Club. This is included for free. So if you are inside the LND Career Club already, you get this included. Um, if you want to join the LND Career Club and get all of our programs for the next six months for free, um, we have a whole schedule and calendar up and available uh, for you to take a look at. Um, yeah, just message me. Um, if you're messaging me when this comes out, I probably will not get back to it right away since I'll be out for my wedding. Um, but feel free to DM me. Let me know what questions you have. But yeah, I would love to see you inside of the Nail Your LND Niche Workshop Series or the LND Career Club. So I will catch you all back here next week for another episode. We're diving a little bit more deeper into kind of where to start on your job search and uh, how your how your niche aligns with that as well. So I'll see you back here next week, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to the LD Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here next week.